Hey guys, welcome to episode 136 of Blind Guy Talks Tech for Thursday the 23rd of June 2022. We're back into the mailbox today with Sean and our listener Negative Julian decides to get um, positive. Hmm. You're listening to Blind Guy Talks Tech, your daily accessible tech podcast. Now, here's that blind guy himself, Stephen Scott. Oh, hello. Welcome back to Blind Guy Talks Tech for Thursday. And Sean Priest is with me. I, I, I almost couldn't do that today, Sean. Sorry. Why? What, what's my happening? What's my reason? Hello, Stephen, there. by the way. <clears throat> Sorry, I'll try that again. Oh, no. Oh, I'm having so much fun. Yeah, you might think, what the hell happened there? Um, well, I have got a new toy in front of me. Oh, I'm so yeah, excited. I mean, we're literally five seconds into the show, and you're, you're already doing the vocal effects, Stephen. I am. I like the vocal effects. Oh, Especially that one. You like that one. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that, that one. That was actually the best admit. one. I, I like that one. I want to do the whole show like this. <laughs> no, I just cool. this is utterly terrifying. Sean, I am your shed. <laughs> Any more? Uh, well, we've got to get the robot here. Hello, I'm a robot. Oh, this is actually, this is Android. Hello, I'm Android. Boring. This is uh, Samsung. I don't know. <laughs> Samsung. I'm, a, I'm an Amazon Fire Stick. <laughs> okay, calm down, okay. calm down. So this exciting. is the new, <laughs> new Roadcaster 2 that yes. you've got. Yes, it is. Okay, now can we can we have the normal Stephen now? It's like I'm doing no. a seance or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right, yeah. It's like, which version <laughs> of Stephen are we getting today? <laughs> <laughs> I want to speak to radio Stephen, please. Uh, okay, hi, how are you? Ah, right. Okay. So it's got new vocal effects. It didn't have on the first one. It didn't have any of these features. No. So, I mean, a couple of things about this that's interesting. One is totally inaccessible, obviously. Ops, um, yes. There is a, another side to this, though. Unlike the first version of the Roadcaster, and for people who don't know what it is, you might be thinking, what is the Roadcaster? What is he talking about? As uh, many people do ask when I do this program. Mm, often. Yeah. Um, thank you. Um, it's a little mixer, little mixing console. And with it, you can record podcasts. So you've got a number of little sliders here, little faders. You can plug in a microphone. You can plug in other devices. You can connect it to a computer. We can talk as we are uh, recording through this right now. But there's also these eight pads on the right-hand side, and they allow you to add things on. Now, before, it used to be just sound effects. So if you wanted to play in a jingle, I mean, there's little ones. There's such as samples that come with it, so you can play them in. Oh, well, there you go. I like that one, actually. Yeah, that's a good one. Yes, thank you. We'll use that. Thank you. Um, that's oh, did Sean tell a joke? <laughs> kind of thing. Um, so there's all that kind of nonsense in there, but you can also do other stuff with it. You can actually control uh, different effects. You can even hook it up to your computer and use it with MIDI. So you know, as well as all the fun stuff you can do, you can even get quite serious with like um, if you used OBS for streaming, or you used Ecam, or you can control cameras with it. I mean, it's pretty oh, powerful touch stuff. Pads. Yeah, so the touchpads can be a multitude of different things. And there are, in total, 84 different options you can have at the one time. The controlled, there are eight of them, eight physical buttons. And then below that, there are two buttons, left and right, that allow you to go between the various banks of audio um, or, or buttons or whatever you choose to put on them, quite frankly. Now, all of that is controlled via a touchscreen. Immediately, we all go, boo! Yes. But... There is an app which you can get on your desktop. And my thinking is that if I can get this app to work, I can actually get someone on Ira to connect to my computer and do whatever settings need to be changed for me. So at least oh, there's course. a way in. Yeah, it's perfect. Which I mean, that wasn't the, the case before. Solution. Yeah, the previous no, version no. didn't have that. Yeah. yeah, no, no. Yes, we've got some inaccessible software which we can control the, uh, the uh, mixer settings with. As long as we get a third party to help us, you know, between the two. Yes. Yeah, which is obviously a ridiculous state of affairs. Come on, Root. Why don't I, I, I get it, okay? Making the hardware itself, maybe uh, a, a screen reader for the touchscreen, that's going to take some extra work. Okay, I'll give you that. Um, uh, well, but- actually, do you know what's interesting? They could probably implement it quite easily because what it does have, doesn't work yeah. across the board, but it does have on the touchscreen 
to the right of the touchscreen, it has a little knob you can turn, and there's a click on that as well. So there's a selector knob, which you can turn to choose different items, and then the, you push it into select. You, they could turn that into something you could control, a bit like the crown on the watch. You know, well, I'm thinking that more work. of a heart. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get the actual interacting with the the menu system and the settings. I'm thinking more of a how do you get the screen reader voice out? Would you put it through the main mix, or would you have a separate bus output just for the voice, where you could wear mm. separate headphones to hear the mixer? You know, how how would you route the screen reader audio? I'm thinking. Well, and this that, is the problem we have whenever we use these devices because if we have voiceover on, as I do now, I mean, I've had to turn it off to do this recording because. Otherwise, you yeah. hear voiceover coming through on this desk. Now, what I do like is when you connect this up, unlike the previous version, which had a single USB channel, this actually has two USB connections on it. So two USB connections. The first USB connection, when you connect it up to one machine, will give you two options on your computer. So Roadcaster Pro 2 Main as an output and Chat as an output. And what that means oh. is I can actually have my recording software... Um, or, or I mean, for example, when I play in those those little jingles at the start of the show, when we, we'll play one in just now, right? So if we play uh, the, the bed in, right? So I'll bring it down and I'll start playing that. That's on my Roadcaster Pro 2 main channel. Yeah. But you are coming through on the Roadcaster Pro 2 chat channel, which means that you oh. are still at the same level. Yeah. So, you know, okay. we couldn't do that before because I, I couldn't fade down the music and play it in. Because I'd be fading you down. down on the same channel. Yeah, no, I get it. But they're yeah, two cool. separate channels, right? Um, you also have those pads as well. So I could put those beds onto the channels and play them in that way. Um, so that's another way of doing it, I guess. But I haven't got that far yet because I haven't got the, the Rode Central app to work. You also have Bluetooth on this as well. So you could hook up, say, a phone or an Amazon Echo or anything, frankly, onto the uh, Bluetooth channel and play that in. Um, and that all has Mix Minus built in. So you can have a phone call, have a conversation, and there's no feedback coming through. Uh, yep. But you do have that second USB-C. Now, that has multiple options uh, for this. One is you can use it to connect a second computer. So you could connect another machine and use, say, Zoom on it, and you could just have that dedicated to that job. Yes. You could also connect an SSD hard drive to this, and it will record directly to that. Because oh, so, cool. I should say as well, for people who don't know this, it has inbuilt onboard recording. Um, now, it has built-in onboard recording via the optional SSD you can connect up, or it does have a micro SD card slot as well. That's what I've done. So I'm recording this onboard. And what I love about that is it records everything in multi-track. So every individual track, my track, my music, you, anything else I bring in, that is all on separate tracks, and then you can import that into whatever editor you choose to use. You can even output directly from this via that USB-C uh, cable into your computer, into, say, a digital audio workstation, and record everything mm -hmm. in real time onto your machine. So you could use something like Reaper for that, maybe Amadeus Pro. Audacity yep. wouldn't work for that, because um, it's only single-track input. But it would work. So that, that would work on, on, on other applications. And that's pretty cool. Quite a powerful piece it of is. kit. It, it, yeah, it is. I, I mean, you know, when you first described it as a little <laughs> a little mixer, right? It, it, it's, it's quite advanced, this thing. Mm -hmm. it, it does quite annoy me, though. The, the, what's the software called? Did you Road Connect? Road Central is the, the app. That Road Central, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Why, why is this not accessible? Why? I know. It, I mean, it makes no irritating. sense to me. They, they got no excuse, Road. You haven't. I'm sorry, you just haven't. But yeah, that cool bit of kit. If, if they're going to put the effort into making those funny vocal effects, right? Yes. Just put the oh, same amount of effort into making it accessible so we can all use it to the full extent. That's I agree. I totally agree Thank with you. everything Thank you've you. just said. Be because I'll be honest with you, these vocal effects get boring after the first 30 seconds. So please, Road. <laughs> <laughs> and the price tag is 699 of your british pounds oh it's a bargain god bless you buy I'll 10 of two. them yeah mm. yeah uh, one okay. for each hand <laughs> and how much is the uh pod track p4 uh what was that like 170 odd oh, yeah, it, was, it was below 200 pounds i, I mean that's right? a great piece of kit as well 
to be fair. Exactly. And, and, that, and if, for most people, that would do the job fine. If we're talking about recording on the go, yeah, I think the, the, the pod track probably has it, depending on your needs, right? It depends how you want to connect up to things, I guess. You've got a few yeah. different options here with the USB-Cs and the Bluetooth and whatever else. It's very visually friendly, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, it's built to look good as well as to perform well. But I will like see once myself. it's... Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Um, God, it was hard to hold that one in. I was, I was <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, holding I a laugh there. Carry on. Yeah. Um, I think as good as it is, and it is a brilliant piece of kit, and I love it, especially for the kind of work I do. This is ideal for the kind of stuff I do. Um, I just wish, like you say, I wish it was more accessible. I wish the apps were more accessible. I have a feeling, though, that may come in time. It may be just more more work to be done by people like myself and those in our field. I mean, look at recently the comments about CleanFeed online. Lots of praise for CleanFeed and the work they've done to make that application, that web application, mm-hmm. more accessible. And um, yeah. We kind of need that to go across the board. We need other companies to see the work that's being done and, and recognise that. Um, but I think this is a great piece of kit. Like it, like I say, it is a bit of a set and forget. I mean, yes, there are lots of tools, lots of fun things to it. But once it's set up, you know, you're okay. I mean, it does have physical buttons on it, it's got, as well as the touchscreen. The record button on the left-hand side, that's physical. You've got four uh, headphone inputs uh, or outputs, I guess, on here as well. You've got uh, the option to connect up to speakers as well. I like the the feature where you can have it where you when you push a microphone up. This is how broadcast mixers work in studios. When you push the microphone fader up, the speakers cut off, and that's a great feature because then you don't get any of that. What you know if you yeah yeah fire yeah. up a, a microphone by accident, um, it will actually kill off that. Um, as I say, the USB-C options are great. I love the Bluetooth connections. I love the physical sound pads. There's lots to like about this, but it's like you say, A, it's down to need. I mean, not many people listening to this are going to jump out and buy one of these at 700 quid. Um, Absolutely. PodTrack P4 may be much more what we're looking for. Maybe that's something we, we'd spend a bit more time on, maybe talking about that in the coming weeks. I mean, I'm just excited to show you this today because I've got it, but for most people, I think the PodTrack P4 would be a great addition to have. Um, well, what would you be taking out and about? Say we had to go to a exhibition or some sort of event in the very near future. Oh, you Steven. mean like Site Village, for example? Oh, uh, well, maybe. Just a wild stab in the dark. Say you were going to Site Village 2022. Um, which, which, uh, which one would you take? Would it be the pod track or the Roadcaster too? <laughs> well, well uh, you see, I would, I would personally take yeah. the Podcaster because... This is me you're talking to, right? Hang on. I've, I've pod, got... Pod tracker? Podcaster? Pod, what did I say there? Pod, <laughs> roadcaster. That's what I meant to say. Roadcaster. Okay. I'm getting my podcasters mixed up. Um, pod tracks. Yeah. <laughs> so this is me you're dealing with, right? So I've got the original Roadcaster here. So oh, got, yeah, of course. So I've got the original one and I've got Roadcaster Pro 2. I will Sorry, obviously be... Yeah, no, no. This is, this is my on-the-road device now. This oh, is my own, the right. Because this is the one kick. we took to Canada with us that, that ended up doing more traveling than we did. Yes. Um, but I did spend a bit of, well, not a bit of money, but I did spend some money on this kind of plastic cover for it. And to me, that's the justification for keeping it. Yeah, of course. Well done. I bought a case for it. I bought a, well, I'll tell you something. I was, I was looking at the cases for some of these, and because they're, they're pro kit, the cases are like 300 quid. Yeah, no, that's absolutely ridiculous. So I bought a wheelie case for 30 quid. And well a plastic cover, not the not the Roadcaster one because it costs like fifty quid, and you can buy one for a tenner. Yes. And then I just bought the plastic cover for it, and that will do fine. That will do the job fine. Okay, so when we are at Site Village twenty twenty two at Sully Hole, uh, we we uh, will be using that piece of kit. If yeah, anyone's interested. you can come up and feel it if you wish. Yes, come and <laughs> can they? That's very generous of you, Stephen. I'm very. If you'd kind. like to feel Stephen's equipment. Then just come up. You'll find us at Site Village 2022. And uh, Stephen's wife will be absolutely month, fine with month. that. Yes. Um, oh, is this, yes, yeah. it's next week. Oh, hang on, when is it? Is it next week? It is next week. Is it next week? It is next week. Oh, blimey. That came quick, didn't it? It is flown in, yeah, but you're going to be there, you and I. I yes. believe Robin Christofferson, Lord of all he surveys. God bless you, ma'am. He, yes, will be. he will be there. He'll be there as well. So we've got plenty to uh, to talk about. I'm sure you guys will want to engage. I know some of you are even thinking of coming along just to say hello to us. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah, don't waste your time. Obviously, we are definitely not that interesting. But no. go along for all the great bits of kit there. But 
Yes, we were more than happy uh, to say hello and meet you. It'd be great. If you want to... Oh, uh, Stephen will buy you a coffee. No, that will not happen. But if you okay. want to, uh, for, you know, for example, you know, come along and, and, and listen to two blind guys eating, then oh, I yeah. would definitely suggest you come to Sight Village for that. Yeah. Janine's been in touch. Hooray! I was missing her. She says, I'm so enjoying your conversation around canes and mobility. Uh, for me, using the cane, coming out as it were, um, was both liberating and terrifying. So funny how we use that word, that phrase, it's isn't it? absolutely true. I know exactly what she means by that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, she says, I was still trying to use my very blurry, unreliable vision and hence sucked at cane travel. It was hard, physically and mentally exhausting. And I started to find myself going out less and less and becoming more and more anxious. A big part of that was that I was given a cane that came up to my breastbone, which was too short for me. This happens a lot. Mm. I've had this problem as well. That's, that was the issue I had with my old cane. Um, and your cane now is much better. You've, we both have the right size of cane now, I think. I believe so. Yes, my cane is fantastic. Although, you know, I, I wouldn't mind uh, a 10-foot cane. I'll 10 admit foot it. cane, yeah. Well, one of the NFB ones in the States. Ones that go above their head. They, yes. I don't Do understand these. Yeah, I don't understand how they even use those canes. I cannot understand. Oh, no, absolutely amazing. I, I've just been up to the buddy shop this morning and, you know, there was about a thousand cars parked virtually just on the pavement, not even on the road. And uh, a 10-foot cane would have been very handy. I look at it like um, an assassin, like a hitman, right? Okay. The smaller your cane, the more proficient you are at it. You see, I, I like a, a long cane, the biggest cane you could possibly get. So I've got plenty of reaction time when I'm hitting something. But, you know, for an assassin who's a proper expert, they don't need that. They're like ninjas, right? You don't need a short cane. So, um, yeah, it's like going from the gun to the knife. Do you get what I'm saying, Stephen? Absolutely no idea what you're talking about. But what I will right, say you. is you might want the A-team cane. <laughs> the what? The A-team. Okay. Because it's the no jibber-jabber cane. Oh! oh, 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 oh. Hang on. Okay, that's very good. Well, it's not called the no jibber jabber cane. It's called the no jab cane or no jabber or jibber jabber. I don't know what it's called, but it's, it's basically it's got a spring in, it's got in, the middle spring in it. Yeah. And so the, 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 the handle has got the spring, and then when you walk into something, you bounce off it and Beautiful. it doesn't hurt you, which is, I would say, brilliant. I, you see, I don't use my cane like that. I really should get mobility training. Yes. Yes, you really, you really should. I don't have the cane in front of me, so it would jab me in the belly. It's always to my side and diagonally well, that's, that's in front well, of me. I have that problem because, um, how can I put it? Yeah, I need longer arms to get around my belly. Well, that's exactly the thing. Right. I mean, it's, it's, I also could do with going to a gym as well as getting proper mobility training. Yes. And, uh, I was, I was trained when I was happened. 10 years old. I mean, I don't remember anything. It's like people who learn to drive. Once they get into their no. 70s, they've got no well, idea what they're doing. Once you learn, you never forget. It's like falling off a curb. It's easy. You never forget. It's like falling off a bike. Um, anyway, Janine says, I kept walking over my cane and was told to just slow down, which made me feel more unbalanced and out of control. Yeah, that's so true. My optimal cane length now is at my collarbone. Wow. That's pretty tall. Uh, hang on, I, hang on. I'm getting confused. Breastbone. Yeah, breastbone. Just, yeah, there. And then a little bit farther up, collarbone. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. where you have your CPR. I remember that from first day training. <laughs> Two fingers up from your breast. Yeah, that's right. On your collarbones up there. My clavicle, I believe it's called. Oh, I've used I used a medical to, term. I used to play piano. I remember that. Yes, very good. Very good. Okay. Yeah, got you. <laughs> um, she says, I do have a cane now that comes up to my chin and I use it for, I know it's up to your chin. Good. How, this is going to be above <laughs> your head by the time this email's finished. Are you in quicksand? <laughs> you think what's going on? <laughs> Well, she's got the cane that comes up to her chin and she uses it outdoors when she wants to walk fast and unimpeded. You see me Absolutely coming with right. that thing and you get out of the way. She's swathing, cutting everyone asunder in front of her. Gorgeous. I, I'm just taking a drink there. Um, yeah, I'm I, 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 <laughs> sorry. I don't know. It's, it's just um, this, this, is, <sighs> this is the point she's getting to. She says, I, I then took the ultimate step as outing myself as a blind person, and I got a guide dog. My first dog mm. was an absolute disaster, but I had the bug, and 35 years later and many more dogs, and I still prefer the dog guide dog as my primary means of travel. Yeah, don't even start the dog guide guide dog debate. All that said, mm. though, 
During the two years I waited for my current dog, I found the cane isn't so bad and I'm not so bad at using it. I'm a cane collector and I like to try different models and tips. My fave now is one made in India, I think, and sold in this country. It's only in a few sizes, so it's more of an indoor cane for me. I don't know the exact name of it, but it's got a teardrop tip, which is like a ball tip, but draw out into a teardrop shape. Hmm, okay. It rarely ever gets stuck, which I love. It is a collapsible cane, though, and once you've gotten it dirty, it tends to collapse at the worst times. Initially, it's good, but I wish it had a way to lock the joints. I think, is that those telescopic canes? I'm sure I've seen those. No, she did mention foldable, though, didn't she? Or collapsible. collapsible. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. My next favourite cane is the Ambutex Slimline with a ceramic tip. Why did they get better choices Mm. over there than we get? I know. We get nothing. We get council cane and that's it. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) We get broomstick handle. Yeah, well, it's... The nail sticking in it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's always heavy and, you know, difficult to move. Um, Talking about me again. (laughs) (laughs) And myself. Um, But yeah, the Ambutex Slimline ceramic tip is a super light cane. So you need a lighter touch to really use it well, but the ceramic tip gives it weight at the bottom and easily travels over things. That sounds good, actually. Uh, A while back, I read about one of those travel aids that's supposed to save blind people. It had a ton of stuff built onto a cane. Not the WeWalk, but uh, something else in development. The only thing I found interesting about it was that it had some type of obstacle detection in the cane tip. I imagined this like a little force field or a haptic, like using a Sunu band. This would be very handy when standing in line, for example, and moving your cane forward only to spare the poor cycling in front of you and not yes. giving them blind cooties. <laughs> blind mud? Cooties. Okay. I, you Good. get that little buzz or resistance in the cane handle and, oh, okay, don't move that way. Why is it that so many of these grad students set out to make things for blind people without ask, actually asking us what we'd like? I see so many emails about this constantly. Um <laughs> I'd like to uh, see a force field for my cane tip, thanks. Oh, and a Harry Potter-style putter-outer to silence stupid comments from people who truly aren't interested in learning. Mm, yeah, I haven't seen Harry Potter, so I don't know what that means, but that doesn't sound... Um, well, I just, I'm just thinking... Doesn't sound just sociable. Put a taser, just put a taser a in taser, the end. A taser, right, okay. Shut people up. Wow. Mm. Okay. I'm just having another drink there just to let people that sink in. Yeah. <laughs> As for what to do when your cane rolls through something you don't even want to know about, I have two words in my area for this. Goose poop. It's everywhere around here. I do the roll the cane tip in the grass method to try and get rid of it. Then I ended up with dirt and grass stuck in said goose poop. Usually it does work, though, to get rid of the vile stuff. Now this... Okay. In case you're in any (laughs) doubt about this, in case you're wondering where that came from, this was the comments we were making on weekend... Uh, at, the, at the weekend on the Saturday edition when we were yes. discussing what to do um, when your cane rolls and poop. No, nothing, you just leave it. I just leave it in the porch. That's where I keep all my canes and just let it dry off. Oh, lovely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Janine says her husband can be in a sealed chamber and step in dog poop, though. When he goes, <laughs> when he goes to blindness <laughs> conventions, which thankfully he doesn't do much anymore, he is the one tracking crap all over the place. <laughs> He has been dubbed the Poopy Shoe Avenger. <laughs> I thought that was just me. My worst shoe crap story, though. I never thought I'd ever read this in my life on, on our show, but there you go. My worst <laughs> shoe crap story, though, happened a long time ago. I was in the Social Security office uh, in my area to apply for benefits. The guy I was talking with was very nice. And once the paperwork was done, we were chatting each other up. Great, I'm thinking, this might just lead somewhere. Now, of course, this was long before I met my spouse, says Janine. He went into the back to get something before we were going to walk down to the bus stop, and I realised a huge bit of dog crap on my shoe, the shoe that was prominently displayed when I'd crossed my legs. I gathered my dog quickly and I took off. I didn't hear him at the bus stop and can only imagine what he was thinking. Regarding the whole independence thing, it's complicated. I felt when initially using a cane and dog, a lot of pressure, mostly from myself, to be more, do more, and never ask for help. Oh, and resent the hell out of partially sighted people who appeared to be much smoother than me. Talk about irony on my part. I knew full well how hard it was to be partially sighted, but vanity won that round. Now, I swear Mm. there's this thing that goes on with me and many other people. I have all my tools, my dog, my brain, sometimes, and Ira in the airport, for example. The nicest, most appropriate sighted people come up and offer help. 
and I feel horrible turning them down because I know that if I really do need help, only idiots will be around. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, though, I don't subscribe to the theory that we have to be perfect and nice all the time or that what I do affects every other blind person and how the world finds them. This doesn't mean that I go around like a giant asshole yelling at people. It means that if I'm having a bad day and I've heard the same stupid statement by five other people who don't care to be corrected or learn, I'm going to go off on the sixth person. Microaggressions are exhausting, and I'm all about spoon theory these days. I've got about two spoons on any given day. One of them is large and wooden and hurts you if I hit you with it. The other (laughs) is a lovely sterling silver and never leaves the sugar bowl in the tea set. Thanks for the great discussions, exploring so many points of views. Now, please, will someone go and get Robin a nice man purse so he can carry a cane? The slimline folds up fairly small and fits into all of my many bags and purses. No excuses from Janine and Curtis, the Golden Retriever. That's a brilliant email, Excellent. isn't it? Excellent. Beautiful. Oh, so, so wonderful, Janine. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, I agree with all of it. <laughs> That's the easiest way to... to- Nothing to add to it, right? No. It's just absolutely correct. Everything, including Robin. I, there's nothing wrong with folding up your cane, sticking it in your back pocket. I think that's a manly look. I I'm think surprised that's at rather, him. Uh, I'm really surprised great. at him not having a cane to, to go with him. I mean, I know he says he's not been in a situation where he's needed one, but that's not how we should... Uh, come no. on. As blind people, we need to be more prepared than that. Correct. You've got to be ready for whatever life is going to chuck at you. Um Anything. And yes, if the dog we are sick, adventurers. Oh. We're like blind Indiana Joneses. We got to be ready. Well, we're so reliant on on you know the dog or the cane or whatever it might be. Yes. So. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, Robert's been in touch. He says hello, Stephen, and the rest of the gang. My name's Robert, and I reside in Toronto, Canada, where we are still recovering from Stephen and Sean's most recent visit to Saskatoon. Hello. Hello, Saskatoon. Um, I sound very Scottish saying that, don't I? It sounds like <laughs> Saskatoon, sounds like Glasgow Toon. Um, it's very bizarre. Anyway, uh, I would like to get your take on the use of cameras in a virtual meeting. Uh, I'm totally blind and find it difficult to fixate my eyes on a designated spot, for example, the camera in this case, due to my eye disease. I also find it difficult to centre my body in front of the cameras as I have no feedback about my pose. This latter point wouldn't be difficult for a sighted person who can see the computer screen of his or her face and reposition accordingly. For these two reasons, I do not turn on my camera during virtual meetings, as I would most likely be a distraction to other attendees. So I explain my choice of not turning on my camera when I attend meetings with attendees who I have not met before. I would like to hear from other totally blind individuals on their thoughts of using or not using the camera in a virtual meeting. Love the show. All the best, guys. Take care, Robert. What do you think? Uh, I think you've got absolutely uh, no responsibility to turn on your camera at all. Why would you? Unless there's something you need to show visually or share visually. Why? I, I, I don't understand people's, well, your camera's not on. Yeah, it's not on. Correct. That's right. Oh, we're talking. Why do you need the camera on? So, um, yeah. But obviously, there's that new, um, that new piece of software, which may help if you do need it on. Well, yeah, exactly. And I think this might be where this email's come from because we had spoken to Ben Mustel-Rose about his brilliant new app called Can You See Me for the PC. And that does make a big difference, I think, when it comes to the the capability of us in meetings, knowing that we're in shot. I think for, you know, in Ben's case, he talked, um, and we didn't actually get this on, on record, sadly, but I will get Ben back on. We were talking about the fact that really this came up because he was in various meetings and he felt a bit weird as a, an IT professional asking other colleagues if he was on frame or in frame on the shot. He said, because what it suggests to them is, well, if he doesn't, if he doesn't know how to do that, what else doesn't he know what to do? Yeah. It absolutely. instantly comes down to capability. Now, whether that's on him, just thinking that himself, or whether that is what really people are thinking, well, it's probably a bit of both, isn't it? And that's the problem. That was that's actually where the 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 decision came in for this app to be created. So, good yeah. reason to do it. Um, sad though, we have to. Oh yeah, honestly, I still don't see the need for having a camera on. I, I I honestly don't, unless it's specifically needed for the topic of the meeting. Then 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 why? I, yeah, it blows my mind, kind of, that people see seem to want to have the camera on. I don't honestly don't get, it. but maybe that's hey, maybe that's because I don't rely on visuals as much as a sighted person. Maybe that is the entire point, right? I don't know. 
Yeah, well, I, I think it's become a thing where Zoom meetings and all the rest of them, if they're happening, Teams meetings, whatever, they've become almost like in-person meetings. So they, they therefore think that there's a need to be, to be seeing the individual. But that's a very sighted point of view. I mean, if I'm in a meeting, I can't see anything anyway. So what difference does it make? I don't need to see you guys. I don't need to see anyone. We just turn our cameras off when we get together. There's no value yeah, I mean, in it for us. That, well, exactly. Un- unless it's more of a thing of making sure that people are actually paying attention and not, you know, picking their nose or watching neighbours or whatever it may be. Um, I can't... Final season starting now. Uh, yes, I know. Final weeks. Charlene's going to be back in it. Oh, I'm so excited. Um... Sorry, get carried away. Couldn't care less. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, seriously, I, I think when it comes to these things, it should be a choice. It doesn't feel like a choice for a lot of people. That's the problem. I think that yeah. is the problem. For a lot of people in meetings, it's like, everyone can we turn our cameras on and are you going to be the one that says no? Well, I'm, I'm very much then, okay, yes, I would be the one that says, you know what, actually, I'm, I, can't, I can't do that or I'm not comfortable doing that. And, and just make sure you've got a decent profile display picture. Um. That that's good enough for me, you know, something professional and not. And that's something that uh, that app that Ben created. He, you well, you can do that with that app. You can actually take a picture, so it will it'll help you center yourself in the frame. But you can then take a picture of yourself, and that's actually another oh, reason can. why that exists. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Was it P? I think it yeah, was. you just hit P when you go in there. Picture. Yeah. So really, really no, simple. It's, it's very good. Yeah, I've used it. It's good. Um. But I would also say, I think my word of advice would be, have a word with your manager, you know, early on. Don't, don't wait till a meeting. Don't wait till you're in the middle of a, of a thing with, you know, 20 other people. I would have that conversation early. If you're in a situation where you just don't feel comfortable having the camera on for various reasons, I think just talk it through with your manager. And I think more often than not, it's not going to be an issue. And, you know, if the manager says, hey, everyone, we're going to turn on cameras, those of us who wish to, just that little difference in tone, that little difference in phrasing will mean people Absolutely. can, you know, it might even just make other people feel, you know, I, I, I don't want to do it. And the, the pandemic started all this, you know, and um, I think it, we, we've got to get control of it, but we need to take control. So if you feel, I actually don't want my camera on for that very reason. I mean, I, I can't tell if I'm even looking at the camera. I've got no idea. No. I vaguely know where the camera is. Um, but my, because of nystagmus, and you'll know this as well now, nystagmus means fixating your eyes on a particular point is very difficult to do. Yeah. I actually find in-person meetings horrible because mm-hmm. you're trying to keep your focus on, one, on, on, on the eyes of the person or at least on the, on the head of the person that you're talking to. And that's actually quite difficult. And I found that one of the things for me was when I started wearing the sunglasses around the office, that helped. Yeah, it was about light, but it was also so that I didn't have to take, make direct eye contact to people. And that really helped me. Yes. That made a big difference to me doing that. So there's, there's another way of doing it. I'm not saying you, that's necessarily the answer for you, Robert, but, I, you know, there are options. I, I think the answer is talk. You know, yeah. to explain yourself. There's nothing wrong with that viewpoint that you've got there. It's, there is no need to make yourself feel uncomfortable and make you use a camera. So you just, you know, don't be ashamed to say, no, this it doesn't make any sense to me. You know, you don't have to be horrible about it. Just say, what is the point? Why do I need to? Uh, Michael writes in, and this is following on from Lizzo. If you remember the conversation we had on Saturday regarding Lizzo using the word spaz in the song, she since changed the lyric. Mm-hmm. Um, I think good honour. I saw a fantastic, um, I don't know if you saw this, I put it on our WhatsApp group, but it was uh, Trevor Noah on Trevor his Noah, daily show. Yeah. Uh, came back to fight back again, I guess, I guess, against people who were still going after her for yeah. doing this. Uh, you know, for, for doing you know, it why, in the why first do it, place. Why do it in the first place type thing? And I'm not for that. I think if you've made a decision, if you've done something and you, you realise, hey, I didn't realise that in other parts of the world that has significant, um, you know, uh, degrading property, that particular word, and I'm going to change it. I say good for you. End of story. Yeah. That's it. I do. She, she handled it in a really responsible, respectful way. I think she couldn't have handled it any better. Uh, I've kind of changed my mind on it, saying that we're past that point now of changing it. So I don't think she should have changed it now. I know, controversial. 
But well, she's still going to have those curse words in there. She's still going to other terms in there. You know what? Those, I mean, days, those days have gone. Have you listened to this? To some of these songs? I mean, it's not. I realised I do know who Lizzo is. I mean, I said I know who she is. I know the song because when we were in Canada, as and that's the first time in a long time I've listened to a hits radio station. Mm. Um, there was one particular song which I was getting quite into the groove of. I think it's called "About This Time" or "About That Time" or something. About damn time. About damn time. There we are. About damn time. Um, well, that is is very popular at the moment. I think everyone on TikTok is doing a version of it. It seems that when yeah. I go through my Facebook reels, I tell you, Facebook reels, I'm reeling. Um, <laughs> so many of them. It's ridiculous. And everyone's doing that or the wiggle wiggle thing. I yes. want to jiggle jiggle it, something or other. Yeah, I don't well know. But, Be careful. Um, yeah, I'm not touching that. <laughs> But it's just interesting to see that that these songs. But you listen to the lyrics. Oh my God! You think is that, was Spaz the worst word in there? Exactly. <laughs> I'm almost. I'm always. I'm kind of thinking now. Hang on. Why am I getting special treatment? I, there's no pleasing me. Basically, yes, I find that word offensive because it's been used to bully and to put people down for for years, decades. But, but used right? so differently find... in the states, by all accounts, and in particular amongst the black community, it's a different. There's been a slightly yeah, I, different I'm sorry, meaning. No, I don't buy that. It's origins. There is no other origin to it. Well, it's I think, origins I think origin, is from but, the word but, but, spastic. But, but this is my argument against the people who criticise and want to change language and let's stop saying this word, let's stop saying that word, or let's stop using this word in this context. Words evolve. And it's you know it's so interesting to see in any circumstance. I was hearing people talk recently about the Ukraine, the, the war in Ukraine and the school shootings in America. And in every single occasion, people, commentators who I've listened to for a long time, who will go on and on and on about how language is the most important thing in the world and that we must stop saying certain words in certain ways, will turn around in those big questions and say, you know what, words are cheap, action speaks louder. And that's <laughs> yeah. ultimately where I stand on that issue, which is that action speaks louder than words. Words are important, yes. Language is important, yes. Do you know what else is important? Context. Yeah, If you don't have context and understanding, and I think there's a different context with that word now in America. I'm not saying it's the right word to choose. I think she was right to change it. She, she made it, And she made that decision to change it. She could have doubled down on it. She could have said, no, I'm sorry, that we, don't, we don't use the word that way. That's a different thing. I mean, there was an example of, um, I don't like the word necessarily, so I'm not going to use it, but there's, you know, cigarettes in this country are not referred to as cigarettes. Exactly what I was going to and, point you know, to. And, you know, in America, that would be seen as offensive, right? Words have Rightfully different meanings so. where they go, but that's a yeah. different meaning where it goes. Um, and I just think it's, this is where language gets tricky. And it is tricky. Yeah. Which is why Absolutely. we need more of it, not less of it. Um, yeah. Anyway, the point that uh, Michael wants to make is, he says, the great Ian Jury sang his song, Spasticus Autisticus. Amazing song. Absolutely. And really difficult to get hold of, by the way, but amazing. He says it was a celebration and a protest. He had polio as a child. There you go. I didn't know that. I've not heard that one. Oh, it's so good. The only version I can ever find is a live version, but he was asked to do it as a promotion. I think it was, I can't remember who it was now, but the Polio Association or something. And he came up with this song and they, they hated it. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah. As far as I remember. Uh, but Well, no, who hated it? It was his, it was the association, they didn't want to use it. Right, okay. Um, you know, but it was, it was his feelings on it. He's lived it. And, ah, man, it's a great song. But again, you know, does that change the lyrics? Should, should he be cancelled because of that? You know, if well, that was in the that's the today? problem. This is the problem. So as soon as you start going down this route, everyone has to start changing everything. And, yeah. then, and actually, yeah. meaning gets lost. History gets lost. The story gets lost. And actually, who loses and all that? the very people who are campaigning to have their voices heard. Yeah. You've erased the history. It'd be like World War Two. I mean, Germany for a long time never talked about World War Two. You know, you get to history class, you know, in, say, the 70s or, or 60s, and they'd say, so what happened between 1939 and 1945? Oh, nothing. Move on. Just keep going <laughs> in the book. All these pages seem to be ripped out. Yeah, just keep going. And, you know, Germany realised that wasn't the way to do it, right? We have to talk about this. We have to be open about it. We have to discuss it. And now they do, and people are more knowledgeable as a result. You can't keep cancelling. We've got to stop this cancellation culture. It's getting ridiculous. Yeah. yeah um, I, I, I say I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not, it's, it's a complicated 
subject. And it, like so many things, it's about the context and how it makes me feel. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Well, it's all about facts, feelings, feelings, baby. Yeah, Forget I, facts I, 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 these days. It's all it about is, the feelings. Right? If someone's so, if someone's referring to you using a certain term, I'm sorry. That does make you feel a certain way, and that's the way it makes you feel is is part of the context of the word. So it is. It, it's, it's nothing is as black and white as as simple as um, you know, of facts or not feelings. Yes, that's true to an extent, but again, there's context to it. Everything is the same. Uh, well, as I as I often say, nothing's a problem till it happens to someone else. Yeah, exactly. And you know that's usually when you you find out what people really think about you know, topics. You know, Lizzo just seems like a cool person who handled. I know the nothing about situation this woman. I know nothing way. about yeah, her. Know. All I know is I've she heard... sings a song. But by all accounts, she's a wonderful person who does a lot of who does a lot of work trying to educate people on various things. I mean, I'm saying this as if I know what the hell I'm talking about. I don't I, Yeah, look, I honestly, I don't care. She sounded like a nice person. She reacted in the way that I thought was appropriate. Simple as that. And you know what? I've heard so many people say, oh, well, it's just a terrible song. And it, Shut up. Yeah, do you know, if Shut you don't up. like the music, just turn it off. That's your problem, <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, exactly. I, I, I'm not into modern music. I, I mean, I, I listen to the odd thing. I like a bit of Ed Sheeran. I like a bit of Lizzo. I'm listening to that about damn time a bit too much. And is there that one that they did? Was it Dua Lipa? I don't even know what Dua Lipa is. It sounds like a car. But if Dua Lipa is a person, and I think it might be, um, then, you know, that person has done a song with Elton John, and it's actually bloody good. It was one of the old, um, I think it was Rocket Man, the, the remake of Rocket Man! Anyway. David writes in, Hi, Stephen and team. I really enjoyed the conversations from your June 18th weekend podcast. While this question wasn't phrased exactly like the way I'm writing about it in this email, I was interested in the question of whether our use of technology decreases the amount of ableism and whether it changes how sighted people perceive us. Did you hear this show on Saturday? Did you get a chance to listen to it yet? Of course not. Of course not. Well, this was a... It's about six hours long. I hear bits of it while I'm doing it other things, pottering around. Yeah, but it was, it was an interesting conversation brought up by Sally, actually. She, she brought this up. You know, does technology... The question that we were talking about really was, you know, does using technology mean that we run the risk of becoming too able? <laughs> if you know what I mean? It's like oh, people, no, well, yeah, I think I did hear Sally talk about this. Yeah, okay. Um, but she said, but, but as David says, on one level, you would think that it would and that it should have a positive effect. If it has, for some people, I'm sincerely happy for them and I'm grateful that it can make a positive difference. But for me, I don't think this makes much of a difference. I can think of a few memorable examples to illustrate why I believe this. After explaining to a taxi driver that I had an app to assist me with navigation, I exited my app, my cab in front of the medical centre where I had an appointment, fired up my IRA app, and was being guided by the IRA agent on the call. The cab driver, being understandably curious, wanted to observe this interaction, and when he perceived that I was walking in the wrong direction, proceeded to grab me and set me on what he believed was the correct way without even having the courtesy to even speak to me first. You can be sure that if I had a few words to say to him, and or I did have a few words to say to him, and told him never to do that to me again. Another time, a woman saw me using my iPhone and asked if I needed her to dial the phone for me. I was honestly so flabbergasted that I truly, uh, that I truly thought she was speaking to someone else, as I concluded that nobody would actually assume that I needed assistance in making a call when I had been clearly performing tasks on my phone. I do realise that there are examples of people who are well-meaning, and who mean no malice at all, and that we can use these opportunities as teaching moments. I'm just saying that I'm not entirely convinced that our use of technology, even in public, is necessarily a guarantee that we will be treated with the same level of equality and courtesy as someone who can see. Do you know something? That's a really interesting perspective on that. It really is. I didn't think about it from that point of view, but David, you make a really interesting point there. I mean, yeah, I mean... it goes back to my argument about the fact, well, I've gone back to this a few times, right, in, in, in this conversation. You know, where are we in, in the public's view? Where do we sit? And, you know, if someone's coming up to you, well-meaning or otherwise, and just thinks that you can't even, you know, dial a number on a phone, what chance have we got? I mean, really, what, what chance have we got if that's what's walking around? I don't think it, it matters what we're doing at the time, right? We could be rebuilding a car engine, um, if people have got that perception in in their heads that you know disabled people can't do anything, it, it doesn't matter. They just always constantly think we're struggling and failing to cope with anything. So, uh, yeah, I think it's all to do with people's initial 
uh, uh, perception of disability anyway. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, more conversations on this. I will just remind you at this point that uh, there is no Saturday edition this week. Uh, we will be um, back on Monday uh, after we've done tomorrow's episode. So yeah, um, apologies about that, but there'll be no Saturday edition this week. But the conversation continues regardless. We we have this conversation every day. So if you want to email in and add your comments as we go, then please do. Now, Marco's been in touch. He has uh, something he wants to say. Well, hello, team from Blind Guy Talks Tech. This is fellow podcaster Marco from Hamburg, or as Sean likes to put it, the hamburger speaking. <laughs> I thought this time I would send in an audio message and uh, sort of introduce myself by voice. You've so kindly read my email on last Tuesday's edition and answered my questions about the gear that you are using when you're on the go. And I'm really intrigued by the Rode Wireless to Go, the pairs that you put on your clothing. And I'm definitely going to check those out and uh, see where I get with this because I think, you know, fiddling around with a camera adapter and a microphone like the Samsung Q2U, which I still have lying around here, is somehow eh, not, not really my thing. Um. I wanted to touch on something from this Saturday edition, which I thought was a really entertaining and also thought-provoking episode. So thank you all who were participating in that one. Um, I was born blind, as I, I think I said in my email, but um, I was both a cane user and a guide dog owner, and I'm back to using a cane. And I can totally relate to either point of view in that the dog takes away a lot of the hassle of, you know, having to bump into things to find them and stuff like that. And just, you know, takes away all that. But it also, as I found when I returned to using a cane, got me out of touch with all my surroundings. And I actually had to relearn a lot of routes that I had been taking with the dog over the years prior. So this was a really interesting experience that I had to actually, you know, retrace everything and relearn everything from routes that I thought were familiar. And suddenly I found all these things that were there that the dog had sort of like taken away and taken care of by guiding me around them and so forth. So this, this was really an interesting experience you know, thinking you know a surrounding when, in fact, you know, walking it with a cane is something so completely different. And I actually have a question for you, especially for you, Stephen, and I think for you, Sean. You mentioned that you pre-ordered your Rodecaster Pro 2, and I did the same. And I was wondering, have you gotten yours yet? And what's your impression? Of the devices, have you managed to find somebody to set it up yet? Because I'm waiting for sighted assistance to actually get this thing up and running. I'm totally blind. And in Germany, we don't have IRA available. Oh. So I don't have really the benefit of a professional service to help me set this device up. So I need to wait for sighted assistance and hopefully don't have to explain too much about how this thing needs to be configured to my liking and hope it's mostly intuitive. I do have the user guide, but I was just wondering, have you managed to set yours up yet? And what were your methods in doing so? Because uh, once it's set up, I think it's actually really usable. But the initial setup process for us is literally inaccessible right now. So. Um, yeah. How are you planning to do it or how did you do it? I'm curious to know that. Okay, thanks everybody and keep up the great shows. It's very entertaining to listen to you and um, I'm getting a good laugh every now and then. And who knows, maybe one day we'll even be on the same show. Who knows? Okay, stay safe everybody and have a good time. Bye bye. I think Marco wants to be on this show. Do you? I think that's. Uh, I, I think so. Call to I arms. Think, 
I think I want to be on his. I mean, uh, what amazing audio quality for Marco. Yeah, why, why are you using Marco? Because that is brilliant. Yeah, it sounded great. Really nice microphone by the sounds of that as well. It sounds a very um, quiet room. Oh, he's a professional. I'm against it. We're never going to be on the same show now. I don't think my mic sounds as good as it's been sounding, but I've, I've just plugged this in, so I'm not using any major processing or anything, so it might sound a bit weaker than normal. All right. Don't, don't try and justify yourself. It's fine. No one's no, Mr. Insecure there. <laughs> my microphone envy. doesn't sound as good as Marco's. I don't like it anymore. But can you do this? <laughs> oh, I, will I knew say, it was bound to happen. I will say that, um, yeah, the setup process is, um, it's, it definitely requires assistance. That's the problem. Uh, you do need to have an IRA. And that's, that's a shame you don't have IRA in Germany. That's um, Can you get around that? If you set your Apple ID account to a certain location, US, UK, or... If you used a VPN to set yourself as, as coming out of another country, could you get around that? Oof, I have no that idea. That's incredibly illegal to me. No, surely not. I mean, why would why would Ira care? I suppose they wouldn't. I, I don't mean, know. If you're using the five minute guest explorer, oh, we've got we've got Janine as a good old friend of the show. So you know, uh, Janine, can you flick the switch for Germany, please? Yeah, Marco, could you turn Germany on? needs Ira. <laughs> don't ever call him that again. Um... <laughs> Well, listen, Marky, thank you so much for your uh, wonderful comments. And uh, I'm sure we'll be picking up on more of that in future episodes. If you want to comment on the show, you can do so. Hello at blindguytalkstech.com. You can drop us a voicemail as well on what I call the Felix line, 0204 571 3354. I call it that because Felix only is only ever one to use it. Uh, exactly. So 0204 571 3354. That's a UK number. You can find it on every single episode's show notes and uh, you can uh, call us and leave us a voicemail if you wish. Uh, Negative Julian has been in touch, Sean, and uh, has decided this time round to send us a little demo. So we're going to play that in. And uh, I, I just want to say, Negative Julian, uh, maybe he has, uh, and he'll explain this himself, but he's been saying that he's felt a little bit uh, negative recently. He wants to change all that today. Hello everyone, Negative Julian here, in the flesh as you might say. And as we might say in Suffolk, hi you're right together. Translation, I hope I find you all well and happy. So why am I contacting you by voice? Well, it seemed to me that perhaps lately I've been a bit too negative. After all, it was only a few weeks ago that I was trying to get the entire team shot as would-be terrorists, which some people might have thought was a trifle extreme, possibly. So I thought I'd try to do something a little bit more positive, and I thought I might review an app or something of that sort. I wasn't sure what, but then Stephen bought his wife a solo book player, and I thought, aha, I know a way that some listeners might be able to produce something quite similar, basically for free. Now, the first thing to say is the app I'm going to demonstrate is Android only. So if you're totally committed to the walled orchard, this would be a good time to go off and have your daily pint of cider, because I don't think you'll find anything very interesting here. But if you do happen to have an old Android device lying around somewhere at the back of a drawer, this might interest you. So, um, first thing to say, by the way, is if you hear the odd sniffle, it's because there's a lot of pollen about today and I'm suffering. But anyway, so the app in question is called Homer Player. It's available for free on the Play Store. And I'll just open up one of my phones here. Device unlocked. So you can hear the name of it. Audiobook player for seniors, Homer player. That's Homer as in the Greek poet. And it's by a developer called Marcine Simonides. Marcine Simonides. Now I don't know if Marcine is a male or female name, but whoever they are, they're a jolly good type because this app is available. Um, completely for free. Uh, there's no adverts, anything like that. And in fact, if you go into the FAQs, the developer specifically says that they do not want any donations. They developed this app for elderly relations and basically it's a labour of love. So that's a good thing. The other thing obviously we need 
is an old Android device. It can be a phone or tablet, doesn't matter. And what I've got here is a little phone called a ZTE Blade A3 2019. Now, I'll confess I did actually buy this phone specially. I originally installed the app on an older phone and it worked okay, but the battery was a wee bit suspect. So I abandoned that and I went on eBay and I got this phone for £26 second hand. And even second hand, you can tell that's cheap. I'm told by somebody who can see it that it looks near mint. So the reason it's cheap is very basic. Five inch screen. 16 gigabytes of onboard storage which isn't a lot but is plenty enough for a few books one gigabyte of ram and the cpu is something called a spectrum which i confess prior to buying this phone i'd never even heard of so it's all pretty basic but it runs on here okay it ran okay on the previous device i tried but as i say the battery was a bit dodgy so um, I'm now going to open up this phone, or open up the app on the phone, I should say. And it goes straight into the book. We'll just tap it. Hamlet, in pager. Hamlet. So it goes straight into the book player, and that's what it's intended to do. This app should not be installed on your main device, not on your main phone or tablet, anything you want to use for another purpose. This app, Homer Player, basically takes over the device and turns it into a dedicated book player. When you open it up, it takes you straight into the book player. You don't see any icons, clocks, anything like that. You're straight into the book player. So that's its purpose. Now, the screen I have in front of me is divided into two halves, and it's always landscape, by the way, no portrait option. Top half is the name of the book. And underneath that, in the middle, there's start button. Start button, and the start button I think is in a large green rectangle, but I couldn't swear to that. I don't do calendars very well. The name of the book is quite large, but again, it's not large enough for me, so you'll have to take my word for that. The only other thing we have on here is in the top right-hand corner, there is apparently a battery status indicator but unfortunately it doesn't do anything with talkback i'm just hitting it and not, yeah i hit the wrong thing here but there is one it doesn't talk i have contacted the developer marcin simonides and uh, he she has said that they'll look into that and try to get it to talk with talkback so that's uh, something for the future only other thing to say here is that apparently as you swipe between books, uh, the colour of the background screen changes, so it's obvious that you have changed it. Unfortunately, as I say, I don't really do colours now. My site is not great. So, But if you can differentiate colours, that might help you. To move between books, it is simply two fingers, one above the other, and swipe either left to right or right to left, it doesn't matter which because the screens completely wrap around. You just go through all your books, one after the other, until you come back to where you started from and then keep going. So first off, we're on Hamlet at the moment. I'm going to swipe uh, left to right, two fingers. Page two of seven. Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. There you go. Hunt for Red October Jack Ryan Universe series. Page five of seven. Hostile Skies, the Battle for the Falklands. Page four of seven. Homo Day is a brief history of tomorrow. I hope you're hearing all these. Hamlet. Page three of seven. Hamlet. And we're back to Hamlet. You may have noticed that the numbering three of seven and all that can sound a bit odd at times. Um, I think there's a bit of a problem with the way it numbers things. I did tell the developer that as well, and they're going to look into it, but it is not a major problem. So anyway, most of the books on here, obviously, I can't play you because they'll be copyright. But when you first install the app, it offers you the possibility of downloading two example files, which are a chapter from Hamlet and a chapter from Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. And since they are offered as example files, I'm assuming they're not copyright and I can get away with playing a little bit from each of them. So I'll describe this front screen 
And really, the only thing we can do now is hit the start button. So we'll just make sure Hamlet. we're in Hamlet. Now, before I hit start, I'll just say there is no pause button in the next screen. It takes you to the next screen, immediately starts playing the book. And since I need to describe the page, the first thing I do when I get there, I'm going to turn the volume down so you can hear me. So be aware of that. Start button. Double tap on start button. Scene one, Elsinore, a platform before the castle. Francesco is at his post. Enter to him. So there we go. Now I'm going to turn down the volume a bit. Who's there? Yes, but... Nay, answer me. Stand and unfold yourself. So take me down a bit. Hopefully you can hear me. Now this screen is basically divided into three parts. I'll just turn that in a bit more. So the is still in um, landscape mode. The top line, there's in the top left-hand corner a minus sign in a yellow rectangle. And top right, there's a plus sign in a yellow rectangle. And these are volume up, volume down. Uh, on here, and on Talkback, it actually says dash rather than minus. I don't know why, but that's that, neither here nor there, really. Then below that, in the middle of the screen, there's a counter. And this is an elapsed time counter that tells you how long you've been listening to the book. So I'll just touch that for you. And I hope you can hear that. Having touched it, it will keep on announcing the time but we can easily get out of that by just touching any other element on the screen so below that there's a stop button which is i'm pretty sure it's in a large rectangle in red with stop in white lettering i'm pretty sure to the left of that there is <laughs> again i think it's blue a blue rectangle with a double white arrow to the left and to the right of the stop button, there's another blue rectangle with a double um, triangle pointing to the right, which is your fast forward button. So it's rewind on the left, fast forward on the right, uh, quite logical. Now, most fast forwards and backward buttons that you get on book players nowadays tend to be things like plus five seconds, plus 10 seconds, minus 30 seconds, whatever. This doesn't work like that. I, I rather prefer this. If any of you are old enough to remember tape players and the sound you sometimes get if you did a rewind while it was playing or a fast forward while it was playing, you'll recognize this noise. So I'm just gonna hit rewind. I don't know if I've got the volume up enough. So, double tap, hold down, and it rewinds. I'll just put the volume up a bit. So that's the volume up a bit. Now I'm going to hit the fast forward button, double tap, hold it down, and you can hear. Hear that? Oh Lovely, isn't it? And um, the longer you hold it down, the faster it goes. Now, I'm just... I think also this may have the battery indicator, but I'm not sure. I'm going to hit stop. And that basically... Yeah, now hit stop. It's taking us back to that first screen where all you've got is the name of the book and underneath that, the start button. This is a really basic app. The purpose of the app is simply to play an audio book, start at the beginning, go to the end. Obviously, if you pause partway through, it'll pick back up where you left off. You won't lose your place. But it's really simple. There are minimal controls. It's designed from the start to be really, really simple. Uh, it's really only got one other trick to its name, which is that you don't have to hit the stop button to make the book stop. So suppose somebody comes to your front door or you're just feeling a bit tired or something. Rather than find the stop button, what you can do is simply turn the entire device upside down. So on a flat surface, just turn it over so it's screened downwards and the book will stop dead. And I'll just demonstrate that. 
Tell you what, let's have a bit of Alice in Wonderland, shall we, if we can find it. So I'm going to play a bit of Alice in Wonderland and then I'll turn the phone over to stop it. Start button. That's about the right distance. But then I wonder what latitude or longitude I've got. So now, I'll just turn it upside down. Latitude was or longitude either. And it stops. Stops dead. And in a moment it will say... Right, it's still upside down. But what it's done, it's gone back again to that... Uh, book name screen, the front screen. And if I turn it back over and touch again in here. And underneath that, you've got start button. Start. It's really, really simple. This, uh, again, as I say, it's to repurpose an old Android device, which is a good thing. It's green, saves the planet. It won't be going into landfill for a bit longer. And if you've already got the device, the whole thing is free. And I recommend that you try it, because what's to lose? Thank you. And in a little while, I will do a second um, email to tell you how to set it up in the first place, which is, again, quite simple, apart from one thing. So uh, talk to you again soon. Negative Julian there with a demo. Um, do I have an applause on this thing? Uh, let me see. Hang on. You found one earlier. There we go. That's just for you, Negative Julian, who's now Very positive, positive Julian. Julian. Yeah. Oh, easy yeah. for me to say. Don't know why. <laughs> it's a good show today. Thank you so much. We've got so much, uh, so much to talk about on our show. This, this program, honestly, you can barely move for people talking. It's all those emails. That's what makes it right. That interaction. We love it. Please keep it coming. Yes, we do. Oh, I was hoping that would be. Yes, we Sorry. do. There we go. Well That's what I was trying to do there. <laughs> Ah, do you just love when you do it live um, that's it for our show today we are back tomorrow and uh, Robin is joining us tomorrow we're going to be talking all about uh, the Great Mac debate it continues again oh, more Great boring. Mac debate are you joining us for that one? Uh, Windows just just oh. Windows all the way okay fine well you're going to join anyway I think so uh, yeah we'll look forward to talking to you tomorrow remember no weekend edition this weekend uh, back Monday though uh, Sean thank you for today thank you bye bye if you want even more Blind Guy in your life, visit BlindGuyTalksTech.com for previous episodes. Find us on your podcast apps or ask Lady A or Lady G to play Blind Guy Talks Tech Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Catch you tomorrow.